Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. Good morning. I'm going to share a few things with you before we move into practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Okay. Working out the bug issues. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely in a transition here in the jungle with the rain coming. Things start presenting themselves in different ways. That is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> On the move. And so I want to speak to you uh, this morning about, say, it's it's like this technical view into how we think, feel, and behave. One way we lead ourselves into depletion, the other way we can lead ourselves into nourishment. And that's in every single decision we make. Decisions we make either lead us into depletion or nourishment. And think about how many decisions you make on a daily basis. A lot. Think about that over a week, a month, a year, making a lot of decisions and how important it is to be conscious to the decisions you're making and what they're attached to. And that's what's important. It's like, what part of you is making these decisions? And that's useful to know. And in some ways, this is uh, the backbone of my teaching are these two tracks. And uh, the trainings I offer it is a, a dive into these two sides of ourselves. That's how I see us human beings are split. We split at some point in our life. One track doesn't want anything good for us. The other track is striving for the good. And so that's why I'll attempt to break down this morning for you. The benefit of this, breaking these two sides of yourself down, if you see it that way, you don't have to see yourself that way, is you can come up with the language. The language you have and how you speak to yourself. Once you have your language and the ways in which you speak to yourself, you have the opportunity to change, which is fundamental. And it happens in your listening. And that's what's so important about getting a hold of yourself and getting a good sense of how you speak to yourself and how you listen. Who's speaking? Who's listening? Very important. Not so easy, but useful. And so on the top side of the board is uh, the system in which we deplete ourselves. And it's much more complicated than this. I'm trying to boil it down. The belief system, beliefs about yourself, others in the world that generally elicit a fear and or shame-based experience. You have a belief of yourself, a fundamental belief of yourself, others, and the world. Mine goes something like, I'm not enough. People aren't safe. Well, I'll put it this way. I'm not enough. People are untrustworthy. The world is unsafe. If I lead with those beliefs, there's nothing coming that's good for me. And we all have these beliefs and useful to understand what your beliefs are. These beliefs present themselves as subpersonalities, little yous running around <laughs> and all the various different subpersonalities that we have. Like the pleaser, some of you are that. The perfectionist, the illusionist, ultimately the tyrant. 
say, what? The tyrant? No way. Say, yeah, you're tyrannical. Just look at your relationships. The roles and their habituated patterns act as avoidance strategies designed to control and manipulate. Well, you could ask yourself, what are you looking to avoid? Yourself, others in the world. Your emotions. Who wants to feel who wants to feel fear and shame? Not too many people that I know. And so we're looking to avoid these experiences that we elicit. The constant drive to prove and perform leads to overreach, overwhelm, and disconnection. And the proving and performing is I'm not that. I'm this. Don't ever see me as this, see me as this. If I'm not enough, see me as enough. That's important. And so I have to drive myself to perform and to prove that I'm not something I believe. And that's where we get ourselves into trouble. Because it's the mind leading. Overreach. Doesn't care about the body. The body's just there to perform. Body, get your act together. I'm telling you what to do, so best you do it. I don't care if you're tired, hurt, injured. You need something from me. You do this for me right now. And that's the tyrant. And the body's the slave. As your avoidance strategies fail, and they always do, because there's nothing to them. They're hollow. Very shallow for sure. You resort to basic survival tactics. Fight or flight. <laughs> when things aren't going your way, you're feeling threatened in an interaction. It's like, what do you do? Put up the dukes or grow wings and take off. I'm going to ask you that. What's your tendency? That's interesting. Are you a fighter? You sit there and argue and push and contend? Or do you take off? Which one do you do? Oh, you're a fighter. No, I'm a fighter. Oh, you're a fighter. Okay, fair enough. Yes, of course. But predominantly. It all matters, but predominantly. What would you do? Do you fight or you take off? I fight. Ooh, oh, <laughs> some fighters. Some, some fighters. Okay, good. It's worthwhile. Say it again. Uh-huh. Yeah. We are, we're both. Yep, it depends for sure. But predominantly, you'll lean on one more than the other. And that's good for you to know. What happens, what occurs when things aren't going your way? And fail, failure is imminent. And what does that look like? You being seen as the person you don't want to be seen as. Unlovable, not enough. So on and so forth. And so that's the protection mechanism. You attack, withdraw, isolate, or numb to protect yourself. You can't see me this way. If that's imminent, I'll fight you or I'll take off. Because this is dangerous. And I refuse to be seen this way. I refuse to feel this way. No, thank you. I'm out. And so this is one side of ourselves where we can lead ourselves into trouble, where we deplete ourselves, wreck our systems in our body, and ultimately our life. Ultimately, if we stretch this thing out too far, and we do, 
And one of the consequences is we don't have the capacity to take care of ourselves and nourish ourselves in this way. We're so focused on proving ourselves out in the world. And the control, see me here, not there. We're the great illusionist. It takes up a lot of attention, a lot of time, a lot of effort. One of the beliefs I have is I don't deserve good things. That's a belief I have. And so as a consequence, one of the habituated patterns I have is to make sure I have good things in my life. <laughs> it's kind of strange. And it's the strength I have. Peace Retreat was built on that perspective in some ways. That I don't deserve good things. Well, I'll prove to you, Kevin, that you do. This isn't solely built on my values. It's built on something, a belief that I have about myself that I'm attempting to prove otherwise. And if I don't pay attention, it'll deplete me. It'll devastate me. If I'm constantly trying to prove that I deserve good things, it's very strange. And if I stand in that, it'll rob me from my values. I'll be so depleted, overreached, devastated, I won't have the capacity to be of service, which is a value I have. I won't have the energy, nor the desire. And so it's an interesting balance. Plenty of my strengths are attached to this belief that I don't deserve good things. I'm attempting to prove to myself and other people that I do. That is definitely a side of me. And it's a particular side of you that's worth paying attention to. Whatever that belief is that you have, it's driving you in ways you can't even imagine. And unrestrained, it'll take good things away from you. Your health for sure. And what are you if you're not healthy? Not much. And you know that. If you ever had some kind of an injury or condition or something like that, it is devastating. There's not much in the tank to do the good things in which we want to do. I've been thinking about this and I think that's why the last couple of years have been so difficult for all of us in our own unique way because what's been pushed onto us has robbed us of our values. And if we don't have access to our values, we do not do well. You think about the various different things that have been taken from us in some ways. No, you can't spend time with friends. No, you can't go to work. You can't see your family. You can't travel. No sense of adventure for you. All these things that have been pulled away. Got to put a mask on your face. It's been taking our values away from us or at least inhibiting them. And where that takes us, it's devastating. It's no wonder to me that, you know, addiction and suicide have grown substantially over the last couple of years. Because what it does to us as a human being, and specifically our character, it just despirits us. And we can do that ourselves, and we do. We despirit ourselves. And it's just been expanded because others have been participating in that <laughs> over the last couple of years. 
And that's why it's been so difficult in so many different ways. It has manifested into this fear and shame-based experience. If I'm too close to you, I'll die. It's like a hell of a message. <laughs> it's like, wow. And how much fear has been instilled in us. And that's not easy to shake off. And we're able to shake it off through like being physical. That's also been limited. You can't go outside, can't go to the gym, can't go to yoga studio, all these different things. And so this energy is sitting somewhere and the ability to get it out and the importance of being physical. It's one of the reasons why I love Kriyas. The ability just to move and shake and move and shake. And to do it rapidly and ferociously for like a minute. You could do anything for a minute. <laughs> and how beneficial that is. It's not easy because a lot comes up. And then you have to be with whatever comes up. It's like, ah, that's horrible. <laughs> so there's a lot to shake out, shake out, shake out. And so this is one side of us that's important to pay attention to manage and to make sense of which often gets missed. And that's why it's so bloody difficult to change. In my experience working with people because they have no idea what they're up against. They're up against themselves and their belief system. And a lot of it's not theirs. That's what's also fascinating. <laughs> We've adopted it, been passed on. That's why sometimes it doesn't make sense. And so then the other side is Having the capacity to nourish yourself, which is important. And you do that too. Of course you do. There's more aligned with your value system, a system that structures conscious perceptions. The ability, hmm. yeah, okay, monkeys, thanks. A little bit of encouragement here. <laughs> structures conscious perceptions and that guide your actions. And so it's an integrated decision-making process. It's like, what are my values and... If I'm going to make a decision, are my values present? It's a filtration system, ideally, but you have to understand what your values are for that to occur. And this is tricky, identifying your values, very tricky. You have to pay attention to it, track them, understand what your value structure is, and put them out in front of you, out in front of you. And so you're designing your life based on your values because they feed you. In general, when your behavior or behaviors are consistent with your values, you can feel inner strength. And you define whatever, whatever inner strength is. But you know what that is. It's like success. And if you look at your past, and that's what's useful going into your past, where you've been successful, your values have been present. It's like, how are you left feeling when you were, when you were successful in the past? Whatever you were doing. Aced a test, had a great conversation with somebody, I don't know, completed a project, climbed a mountain, whatever you do. Something in that gave you inner strength that you really appreciated. And if you can pinpoint that, that's good for you. When you act in accordance with your values, they become a consistent measuring tool to gauge growth. Because there's no end point to your values. That's what's brilliant. What's the end point to... Hopefulness, acceptance, a sense of belonging, I don't know, love, family. It's like, what's the end point to those? There isn't. 
That's what's so brilliant about values. They're consistently growing. And if you can get behind them, then you are also consistently growing. Your values determine what's relevant and what's not. Oh, and that's so bloody important. <laughs> what's relevant in your life and what's not? What am I going to say yes to? What am I going to say no to? You could easily argue anything outside of your value structure is not good for you. You could say that. And so the things in which you say yes to, if they're aligned to your values, good things are waiting for you because you're strengthening yourself. Ah! You think about yoga. There's a value that you see for yourself by coming to yoga. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You'd say no. I'm going to go somewhere else, like the beach or something. I don't know. But you come to yoga because you're strengthening a part of yourself. And part of that self is your value, a value. Maybe multiple, who knows. But that's worth paying attention to as well. It's the hierarchy of importance. That's what we're attempting to determine. What is your hierarchy of importance? Where are you placing yourself in the world? Values, they're the mechanism that supports a sense of belonging, safety, success, and contentment, and so on and so forth. The thing you're striving for. And you're striving for something. You're a seeker, a searcher. <laughs> you wouldn't be here. You're searching for something. What's great is that you already have it. It's somewhere inside of you. Through practice is the uncovering process. My mangoes. Why are you always eating my mangoes, monkeys? <laughs> You're depriving me of nourishment. <laughs> and we can fall prey to searching outside of ourselves. The next book, the next podcast, the next advice, the next course, the next this. I understand how important it is to gather. But ultimately, it's an uncovering process. It's like, what are you uncovering? And it's a value. And it's hidden, in with, hidden within you somewhere that you had less attention to. And this is the time to switch your values around. One that you've been depriving yourself of. It's time to put it at the top of your hierarchy. Start giving it to your... And start giving it to yourself. It's one of the great benefits of understanding your values. Some you pay attention to, others you don't. And that's the switch. That's the practice. That's where strength resides. So I have a question for you. All these damn questions. What do you want to feel more of in your life? What do you want to feel more of in your life? Say it again. Joy. Joy. Great. Physically feel better. Okay. Yeah. So health. Something like that. Okay. Good. Inner peace. Peace. Who else? 
Authenticity? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Emotional stability, greater responsibility, something like that in there. Great. Okay. If you're able to identify what you want to feel more of, consider it's a value. That's the consideration. Something you're seeking, something you want more of. Why are you dubbing that important? You got a million choices out in front of you. <laughs> it's like, why that one? And you find something important in that. There's a reason why you want more of it. If you can wrap practices around it to support you bringing yourself to that outcome more and more, the better off you'll be. That's the inner strength. And that's the very practice that's out in front of you, this yoga practice. That if you practice joy, authenticity, greater responsibility, you know, whatever it may be, that perhaps 60 minutes from now you become that. There's tremendous power in that. Immense possibilities in that if you take on your practices that way. And so the focus of this practice is on your quadriceps. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> These muscles, big muscles in front of your legs that often get neglected. And we hold some experiences in our quadriceps, right? Fear of going forward with new ideas. Your belief system does not want you to have new ideas. It wants you to stay the same. Do what you've always done. So no new ideas, please. I have you exactly how I want you. Nothing new for you. So to be able to rid yourself of that fear. Left quad, fear of going forward with feelings. Ugh, those feelings. <laughs> to rid yourself of the fear that stops you from feeling. And how important it is to feel. If you want to feel more of something, you're not just going to feel that one thing. You'll feel a plethora of emotions. That's a brilliant thing because you're waking yourself up. You're becoming more emotional, emotionally sensitive. And that's a good thing. If it's done responsibly. <laughs> so the focus this morning is on your quadriceps. Ridding yourself of fear. You're able to do that here. Perhaps you'll stand up straighter. Walk out of here differently. A whole new posture. And that's what's possible. So let's practice.